The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, everybody, and welcome once again to The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish, promote, and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. As we all know, every week we attempt to, we do our best to explore the different facets of God's consciousness, and for the last couple of months, two and a half months, actually, we've been exploring the nature and designs of false teachers and false teachings. And I want to make this statement right up front that it's not important that we know who they are. We're not trying to name names and identify them in any other way. We want you to know what we're trying to do here is help understand their tactics, their strategies. It's know your enemy. Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much for tuning in. Well, it it really is. I mean, it's, uh, I remember hearing that a long time ago that it really isn't important, you know, the the person. It's just that's a personality that's tied to the energy that's behind whatever it is that's trying to disrupt everything. Yeah. And the the plots aren't new. You know, we've (laughs) we've been told, you know, that the plots of the fallen ones are old and they continually use them over and over again because unfortunately they work. It's a tattered yeah. playbook. But uh, <laughs> now that we have the truth and the knowledge by God's grace, they aren't going to work anymore. Well, I want to also say that, you know, God willing, we're nearing the end of this particular series. I, I suspect we'll probably have 10 installments before we're fully finished with it. But that our series on false teachers and false teachings is based on a lot of wonderful lecture material from Miss Elizabeth Clare Prophet. And today we're going to be picking up where we left off last week. So if you were tuning in to part seven uh, last week, what I think was the masculine and feminine polarities of God, if I'm not mistaken, this picks up right midstream going into the way that seems right, which is basically the underlying tenet of the entire lecture series, which is the way that seemeth right. So I want to make sure that it's clear that when we're talking about these false teachers, bear in mind that they're trying to take your opportunity away from you. And the opportunities we are given to to accept the path of the ascension are perhaps limited. The masters are not going to keep knocking on our door forever. So when the opportunity is there, take advantage of it. It's a narrow gate, so to speak, to get through, you know. Yeah, and again, it's recognizing, you know, which way to go because people get confused. And especially what happens is sometimes people will follow a false teacher. Then they'll realize it's false and get disgruntled, so to speak, and get unhappy with the whole spiritual arena. You know, and so then they leave off. So that's almost as bad as staying with the with the false teacher. So understanding their techniques and reading their vibration um, through the Holy Spirit, and of course asking for the gift of discernment from the Holy Spirit, understanding tactics is what gives you the ability to recognize darkness Indeed. and also recognize the light. And and as we know, we've told you the masters always encourage us to challenge. Um, you know, whether something is the light or dark, and they have no problem being challenged because they're the light. So um, (laughs) that's not a problem for them. So it's interesting. We'll be hearing today how we've heard through this series, how these false teachers, and and, and I might add here that some of them are malicious, but some are well-intentioned or their own psychology, they think they're well-intentioned. Right. Um, You know, so we're not judging their intentions, but we have to, you know, be discerning their fruit and what they're doing. And where are they leading? Are they leading you to God, or are they leading them to themselves? Yeah. You know, as a source of light and truth. You know, I think it was last week, maybe the week before, one of the ideas that was presented, which was, I think, very illuminating, was that no matter which teacher we choose, we can only rise as high as the consciousness of that teacher. 
Well, exactly. Who, who are you going to hook yourself up with yeah. is the bottom thing. And again, this goes back to well-intentioned people, um, you know, that are leading, <clears throat> excuse me, others astray. And, you know, because their consciousness at a certain level, that's where you're going to get tied into. And for many of these false teachers, you're, you're not elevating your consciousness, you're lowering it to their level. And, you know, that's not something that's encouraging. And I, I was sharing with the gentleman before we started the show today that, you know, you can get what's called a psychic hook from a false teacher. Oh, yeah. In other words, you can get a tie to them at a psychic level that you aren't even aware of, and they can manipulate and control you in some ways um, through their energy and so forth. And, and the challenging thing about this, it doesn't go away until it's broken. And I, I know a story of an individual that, that worked uh, on our staff here at, at, the, at the organization for many years, and someone saw them in our morning prayer session, and they could see what they thought was a black magician standing in front of them. And they wrote to Mrs. Prophet, you know, what do I do? I saw this. And Mrs. Prophet um, responded that this was a black magician that this individual got hooked up with on Atlantis, if you will. Wow. Ancient Ancient hooks. karma. And so they had been taking their light and manipulating them. And Mrs. Prophet was able to make the calls and free this individual from this black magician. So you don't want to get tied up with the wrong crowd. Let's put it that way. And the beauty, of course, is aligning yourself with the ascended masters is you're aligning yourselves with God. They're individual personalities in God. But there's no darkness there to lead you astray. It is only the purity and the light. So what happens is, as you accept their tutelage and direction in your lives, you have the opportunity to come up higher, that they, by their own attainment, can help you to rise. And they will never take you down. They never have any mixed messages. They never have anything that's their own psychology, because they've resolved all these things. Yeah. And so that's the, the safety in hooking yourself, so to speak, to the ascended masters. And they will never do anything except... You encourage you to go to God, Indeed. to your Holy Christ self, not for them, but for God. And so it is a win-win, and the other is a lose-lose. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the things that you would kind of allude to there is many teachers are not aware of the import of their teachings. They can be very sincere in their beliefs. And one of the things that we've noted before is that sincerity and passion can be very seductive, that we can be tuned into somebody's inspirational level without really understanding what it is, what's the content that they're delivering. So we can be led astray. And like you said, some of these psychic hooks can last for a thousand lifetimes. Hmm. And that's really something to bear in mind is because it isn't just this lifetime necessarily we're dealing with this karma. It may have come again many, many times. And now it's our, our next and best opportunity to deal with it and finally get through it. Get, get free of it. And <clears throat> remember, this is all the result of free will. You know, <laughs> why, God, why didn't God fix that for him, you know? But he, he opened himself up by his free will or whether, you know, and allowed that energy to come into him. And so, again, he has to be part of the equation to be free of it, which he obviously is. God wants us to be free of these things. But, you know, it's a process that we go through, just like balancing our karma as a process. Yeah. And putting on our Christhood, which we've shared many times, is an incremental process. You know, you put on your Christhood daily. It's not all at once. And so, so your freedom is perhaps incremental, too on the path that you walk and trust God and the ascended masters to bring you what you need at that exact moment Yes, um, in your spiritual progress. It's like trusting in the will of God. Um, we were talking uh, over the weekend about, you know, getting dressed in the will of God. When you, before you go out in the morning, whatever your day is going to do, ask for God to dress you in his will. Yeah. You know, isn't that a beautiful thought form? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I think you, you even suggested that that's something that you teach your children. Absolutely. Yes. You know, you don't have to know every answer, but you do need to trust God and to take those steps that, that 
you know, that he leads you on. So, you know, there's a peace, even though there's lots of challenges we all face at every level of our beings, we can trust that God and the masters, the angels will guide us on those footsteps as long as we're sincere, as long as we're willing to listen and be patient in the will of God. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you know, can, you can make the call, you know, just show me God, the, the best and the highest teaching, you know, I mean, if you're going to learn to play the uh, violin, you're going to want to get the best violin teacher you, in you town. You don't want me to teach you, let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Not this guy. <laughs> well, but, but, you know, go to the highest source, you know. Well, you know, one of the things that we've spoken again of many times is that we all have an assignment. We have a blueprint we have to fulfill, a kind of a divine plan, and our soul is hungry to fulfill that plan, which is one of the reasons why we can get tripped up. We can think that we found an answer because it kind of responds or resonates with something in us that we, we sense is a soul hunger. So we've got to make sure that we're clear. Again, it goes back to discernment, it goes back to determination, it goes back to the willingness to be discriminating in the choices that we make. And, and not to take heaven by force. A lot of these false teachers, and we'll go into Mr. Prabhupada's teaching about tantric yoga and kundalini yoga, they want to take heaven by force. They want to force the light in their chakras to do what they want it to do. And, you know, you have to trust God in that. It's like some people are so adamant they're going to find their twin flames that they're just absolutely insistent on it. So they'll get a fixation that someone's their twin flame, and it may not be that person. So allow God to unfold to you. Allow his will to unfold to you. You got to pay attention, you know, exactly right to to when God directs you. But it is a feeling of trust, you know, to know that that path is ordered and God will bring you exactly what you need this very day if you ask him to. And, And you may not even know why you have to make that progress or what you have to overcome. But that's the beauty of trusting God instead of trusting someone's human consciousness, no matter how well intentioned they are. And just remember that we're we're seeking God's light, not some cheap substitute. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and you and you know these things can come on just in a moment like you were sharing something about your life personally Tom and mm-hmm. and these these things can happen. You go to bed with one thing happening and you wake up in the morning and it you, everything's changed. <laughs> yeah. Everything. Everything. <laughs> Yeah, so should our motto be, be surprised? Yeah, be surprised. Well, you know, it's, <laughs> Probably it's, not. <laughs> be prepared. You, know, you have to be ready. God will surprise you sometimes, but don't don't try and make something into something it's not. And we, we've talked about, um, I think a few, some shows ago, uh, about Loyola and how he had this vision that was very complimentary to him and how special he was as a soul, and he bought it. You know, because he had a, a point of pride in him. Right. Unfortunately, it wasn't God. It wasn't Jesus. It was there were false hierarchy imposters. So, you know, you got to be careful where you're going. And, you know, the path of humility, of love, of surrender, of trust. These are the things they'll hide a multitude of sins. <laughs> they certainly will. <laughs> you know, another point to be made, too, is that we don't want to avoid or postpone our initiations. Yeah. I think you you may have said something about that over the weekend, if I recall. From your wonderful sermon. <laughs> well, you know, you, you have to be ready to take what God brings you. Exactly. If you want God, you know, God's going to have to do some surgery on you. And he's going to have to remove those things that are not of him. We all have them, you know, every person on this planet. So the closer we get to God, God's going to be working with us. And, you know, we have to be committed and and determined that whatever God brings us, we're going to follow. And, you know, it doesn't have to be complicated. And that is so true. You know, I, I love this <laughs> teaching I read in preparation for this service I did over the weekend, I said, you know, karma is complex. The intricacies of karma are so complex, you can be overwhelming. And the teaching was that purity is the solution to complexity. 
Yeah, oh, a I pure love heart, a loving heart, a giving heart, knowing and doing what the right thing. And we really know what the right thing is to do most of the time, don't we? We yeah. do. I yeah. mean, personally, if we really think about it, we can try and avoid it because we don't want to do it. But <laughs> if we sit down, well, what's the right thing to do? Well, this is the right thing to do. Yeah. So do the right thing. And remember, in, in, in your innocence and your purity and your love, God can take you a long way. Yeah. You said a very humorous thing on Sunday, too, about, well, I think about this pride thing. Figured out. Yeah, yeah, I really mastered pride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so much said. Yeah, that. be willing to laugh at the human consciousness. Exactly right. That's you know, what the point. Don't take it too seriously. <laughs> you know, it's it's ultimately not real. You're going to get free of it, and let God do His surgery on you. Well, and remember that knowledge of the path is not the same as walking it. Indeed. <laughs> well, we're going to take a short break right now. When we come back, we'll look at another false teaching that depends on flattery to hook its followers. Don't go anywhere. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back again here on The Open Door. Thanks, everyone, for staying with us. As you know, we are talking about false teachers and false teachings, not by name, 
by the general scent of their trail, if you will. <laughs> and as we said at the top of the show, we can only rise as high as the consciousness of our teacher or guru. Here's more. Life is no longer hopeless or purposeless. You have a sense of you have to do certain things through that physical body in your lifetime to balance a certain amount of karma. The ruling lords on various planes of experience have interesting comments to make, quote, you must find clever techniques for spiritual attainment, make psychic experiments, and acquire the supernatural powers. No ascended master would ever say that. No ascended master would ever tell you to use clever techniques or psychic experiments or acquiring supernatural powers because the masters always tell you that cosmic law is natural, that there really aren't any miracles, that the power of God is the most natural power and flow and energy we have. You have to watch terminology because the terminology of the fallen ones, the false hierarchs, the false masters that are on the astral plane, always has something of the sensational in it and always contains flattery. It's flattering to tell you to use clever techniques. Why? Because you have to be clever to use them. Everybody likes to be told, oh, you're so clever. And then make experiments. Make psychic experiments. It's also an ego appeal that you're capable of making psychic experiments and then there's all the intrigue and the magnetism of the psychic. And of course, everybody wants supernatural powers. I mean, it puts you in league with magicians and witches and uh, wizards and so forth. The ego uncommitted to the Christ responds to those kind of statements. Another statement here, quote, when all mankind has found my light, that's the statement of a master, supposedly, my light, whose light? God's light. No ascended master is ever going to say when all mankind has found my light. What could be more egotistical? The play of Maya will be finished. Get this. The nerve of this astral master. He's going to dissolve all Maya by his light, not by God's light. No other masters needed. Only find his light and all Maya will be finished. Your planet will be pushed off its ever-expanding course destroyed by fire, and it will become a cold orbit in the space of the lower universe. Venus will become the next stage for the ascent of man in the solar system. That's kind of a shocking statement, isn't it? Kind of a shock technique. You know what happens on these shock techniques in psychic teachings? You first are shocked and stunned by it. Inside of you, something says, no, it isn't real. Then your ego says, oh, but it is real, and it's a good thing I know about it because now I'm in the in-group, and I have the inside information that the planet's going to blow up. It's like these people that think that the space people are going to come and take them. <laughs> the space people are going to arrive in their ships just before the world is destroyed and collect all the good people. And of course it's a way out, but it's flattery. And it's a shock technique because the world's going to blow up and the space people are going to come and save us. It's the same thing as Jesus is going to come and save us. It's this mad panic, this intense fear, the shock technique, and you get projected into it because you have to scramble to be on the inside. You have to scramble to be in the in-group. If you don't scramble, you won't be there when they get there, so you better be a part of this teaching. So, all this sounds very mysterious. Venus will become the next stage for the ascent of man in the solar system. A false teaching is given on women. Quote, are you aware that all messengers of God are the male atom? It is true that there are female saints upon the dual planes, but they never enter into the true heaven as the female soul. A female soul eventually finds her soulmate and at some period of life will enter into him and he into her to become one for God's great plan. 
You must understand that there is nothing of the negative nature in these worlds. So that part of a soul which is negative in chemical nature can never enter these heavens. Well, that is so utterly ridiculous. Have you had my lecture on the difference between the two negatives? Probably not. You have. Yes. So one negative is darkness and the other negative is the female aspect of your being. And this ridiculous concept is given by the master of this organization who doesn't even understand the difference. <laughs> the problem is that the individual himself who founded the organization has a problem with women. <laughs> you know, there are women who have problems with men, and they become tyrants. But this particular man is absolutely bound and determined that the male shall control the woman, that the male part of you will control your female part of you. And therefore, a woman cannot rise beyond a certain level. I mean, it's the age-old concept of the bondage of woman in a new uh, distilled formula here. One of the lords exclaims, Love, what is love? Only a small, half-developed quality of God which has not the power to push itself out of the regions above the lower worlds. Look for yourself. Is not hatred more powerful than love? Can't you do more for yourself if you have revenge in doing it? This is only a form of power, a channel of divine power which can do anything. And since that is a part of myself, then you can take and use me for greatness. Now that's a dictation, supposedly from a master, an astral being. You know, it's more obvious. But you can see how when people get into the intrigue of accepting astral dictations and teachings, that even though they believe in love, they can say, well, in this world, hatred is more powerful than love. Hatred is a force to be reckoned with in this world. But it's not this world we're talking about. We're talking about God. We had a student in our last quarter who gave some comments. She worked very close in the organization with the heads of the organization. She had the opportunity to read the mail and to know what was going on, and her statement is, very few people had the experience of soul travel. Several that began to travel at night could not stop when they wanted to. It almost drove them crazy because they couldn't get any rest. The ascended masters will not do that to you. And the thing about false teachings is that they are psychic hook, and when you want to get off, you can't get off. You can't get free from the psychics unless you really have the intercession of the masters. I have had people come to me from a number of psychic organizations, crazed, split personalities, out of their minds with bad dreams, carnal experiences, and it was solely because they were tied up with false teachers. And not that the teaching itself was so bad, but that the teachers were psychic they were astral, their consciousness was polarized to the astral. By placing yourself as a pupil of such teachers, you go where the consciousness of the teacher goes. It's like the teacher is always a canopy or an umbrella or a tent under which your consciousness rests and matures. That's the concept of the guru and chila. When you put yourself as a chila of a master, you subject yourself to that master's consciousness. And you can only rise as high as that master. This organization does not object to abortion. In fact, they recommended that this woman have an abortion. They say the life within the woman is no more than a piece of skin off her finger. There's a low opinion of women, and they are felt to be a negative influence. They are not considered as high a creation as men, and they cannot realize God until they are men. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
It's such a funny concept. <laughs> it is a funny concept. A, well, I mean, it's ludicrous. Yeah. Anyway, you know, I think that uh, the point here is that astral travel and astral consciousness are dangerous things, and that psychics in general should be avoided at all costs. Well, it's, you know, <clears throat> people settle for too little. And it's not even settling for too little. They settle for something negative, which is the astral plane. Which is all these? It's like a peep show, and the Ouija board, and the <laughs> even the the quote unquote higher psychics. You know, it's not tying to God, and so therefore, it's not a pure stream. And actually, the masters teach us when we go to sleep at night, we can of course travel to the retreats of the ascended masters in the etheric realm. But you have to get there through the astral plane because it's a lower vibration. And what happens is people get caught there and they can't make it to the retreats. And so we don't want to go there by design. No, you know, we're trying to get to get away from it. So it's an understanding because the psychic can be very alluring. Oh, you get to find out things, quote, get you know, yeah. who your twin flame is or relationships Secret or on knowledge. and on and on. And, you know, part of it could be correct. And I, I think this is an important thing to understand is because teachings are false teaching, it doesn't mean that everything they teach is wrong. I mean, a teaching can be 90% correct or 98% correct. And still have a psychic hook in there Yes. if you're not careful. So don't say, well, I know this to be true, so therefore I have to accept what the rest of they say is true. You know, you just have to be, be aware that there, there are um, things out there, you know, have to, that we want to avoid. And um, the psychic is definitely one of them. Well, for sure. And I think that, you know, this brings up one of the basic ancient questions is, do we have to go somewhere outside of ourselves to find God? No, <laughs> no. I think the <laughs> Jesus says the kingdom of God is within us. Exactly. You That's know, right. and so um, you know, look within to your to your to your holy Christ self, to your voice of conscience, to your guardian angel, and and, and go the direct route as much as you can. Don't take the roundabout. <laughs> All this psychic stuff reminds me of uh, the midway at the carnival, you know. And uh, all right, step right up, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. the bearded lady, and you go in and you go, God, it's just a lady with a false, false beard on, you know. But so we, we were duped. But it, you paid the money to get in there. You got duped. Yeah. Well, it's interesting when people would come to the masters that have psychic tendencies. The first thing that they have to ask for is to be healed of that. Yeah. To have it taken from them. Because it is taking them down the, the, the road, and it, the wrong road. And again, there are a lot of sincere people out there that have psychic abilities. And, you know, they don't have necessarily have malicious intent, but they are an instrument of an impure channel. Hmm. And that's why you don't want to get hooked into there. You, want to, you want to be, don't want to be hooked into anyone's human consciousness. But certainly we don't want to get hooked into the astral plane. No, yeah. we don't. <laughs> and I'm just thinking Mother Mary is on the green ray of healing. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, just listening to the rosary, you know. and, and uh, Very, you know. very healing. And very, it's like a defense mechanism in a way. It's a, it's a great shield to put on yourself. Oh, it is. Yeah, your yes. armor, armor, your, armor your soul. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, it's the practicing devotion to God, loving God, you know, knowing that you're to be true. It's just these are things. You, you become what you focus on. And so whatever you focus on in your life, that is what you're going to become. <laughs> Indeed. So think about that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, you but, know, co coming up, we're going to be hearing a little bit more about this whole psychic issue. And I think that, you know, meeting a psychic master on the astral plane doesn't sound like a good idea. <laughs> just just you saying. Me, Tom. Yeah. Talk about a teaser. <laughs> well, we'll be back for more on that after a short break. So please stay with us. Follow 
us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thanks again for staying with us. So we're talking today, as we have been for a few months now, about false teachers and false teachings. And the next segment we're going to be playing for you kind of finishes up with the truth that we must seek and find God within. And then it segues to the dangers inherent in playing with the energies of the base of the spine chakra. So we're covering a lot of ground here. So here we go with the first segment. The person that founded the organization was a man. He thought he realized God, so he decided nobody could realize God as he had unless they were a man. (laughs) They think very little of the Bible and don't even recommend it for literary reading. They claim that their Tibetan teacher was Jesus' instructor. The present leader of the movement is a jazz musician. (laughs) The problem of this organization is that it is huge. It has worldwide influence. It has all kinds of members, and I'm sorry that there is not written on these cards the system. There's a system of lessons that you subscribe to for a certain amount of money that you must take. And the way it goes is that you get these lessons, you study them, and then the master who is on the astral plane and the master who is the living master on the physical plane, they escort you to a specific place where you see them and meet other masters and are initiated. So that's the hook. Get out of your body, meet these special masters, be initiated. 
The whole thing goes back to the fact that if we would listen to what Jesus is saying, when they say, lo, the kingdom is here and the kingdom is there and Christ is out in the desert and so forth, go not, the kingdom of God is within you. The consciousness of God is within you. You don't have to go in this soul travel to find the kingdom of God, to find the consciousness of God, or to find the master. The master is within you. Jesus lives in your heart. You need to get to the Christ level of experience. Well, we actually finished one concept. Shall I do one more quickly? I could do a real quick one. Okay, we'll take the misuse of the base of the spine chakra. And this is tantric yoga. It's not an organization, but a system, so I'll name it. Tantric yoga has been practiced a long time in the East, and there are many forms of practicing it. What is being taught in America today is what concerns us. This is being taught by a teacher who actually announced to his disciples that he was betraying his holy order in India, betraying the order out of which he came. He broke the vows of the order in order to teach this publicly and as a result almost lost his life. This individual will come up in another of the teachings, but it is also involved in this practice. This is on a six o'clock line, perverting the ray of power. And the six o'clock line is the base of the spine chakra. There is enormous power in the base of the spine. When controlled and used properly, it can give you the victory of your incarnation. And so people have played with this energy in all ways, religiously and sensually for ages. So this is the way they have played with it and called it religion. It is practiced with two partners meditating and facing one another, not permitted by the Ascended Masters, Rule 1. You don't face another human being when you meditate, you face your mighty I Am Presence. That is the only point for the exchange of energy that you are permitted. You are not permitted the exchange of energy between people. From time to time we have students meditating on one another from city to city kind of for the idea of experiencing what they're experiencing or getting the dictations if one student's at a class and another student is 500 miles away, they send thought waves or they meditate on each other. You don't do that. You meditate on the masters who are speaking and on your I am presence. You receive the dictation through the master, through your I am presence, and to both of these there is no time and space. You do not need to go through a physical person to get to a class. Anyway, it's kind of a far-out thing of the same thing, of people feeling they need to go through each other to get somewhere on the path. There are many techniques such as looking into each other's eyes, holding hands, doing mantras, and rapid breathing called the fire breath. Well, by the time you do all of this, obviously you are arousing your sexual energies. St. Germain gave instruction during the period of the I Am movement that people were not to meditate People of the opposite sex were not to meditate on the eyes. Have you heard my lecture on this? Meditating on the eyes creates a polarity between people of the opposite sex, just as great as sexual union. And where sex was forbidden in the I Am movement, there were people who were practicing sex through the eyes, forming the arc and actually experiencing an orgasm through the eyes. This is a desecration of your upper chakras. Your eyes are not the vehicles to experience an orgasm. 
they are not the vehicles for sexual union. And that is the perversion of the point of the all-seeing eye of God. This is what happens in this particular technique. It is drawing a tremendous amount of prana for the charging of the chakras and for the raising of the kundalini, this rapid breathing, this uh, mantras and so forth. Through intercourse, which they then have, the energy is raised to the third eye chakra and the crown chakra before orgasm. Now they consider then this tantric yoga a means of raising energy to the third eye. Engaging in intercourse just before orgasm through meditation, raising the energy to the point of the third eye. It is not necessary to engage in this practice to raise your energy to the third eye. It's giving people an excuse for sexual intercourse who have an aversion to it on simply a sensual level. So they have to find a spiritual rationale for intercourse. And this is the rationale they provide themselves with. I was talking to someone who was telling me about some people in Los Angeles who had been doing this for nine months or 12 months, and finally the man was gaining so much power that he had actually made contact and received a dictation from Jesus the Christ, and wasn't that wonderful. Can you actually believe that Jesus requires us to practice tantric yoga to make contact with him? That you have to spend nine to 12 months doing it? I mean, that's awfully hard work. <laughs> nine to twelve months of practicing this yoga when you compare what you can do in an hour of violet flame and meditation that the masters give us and how high you can get in one hour you can get right into the consciousness of Jesus there are people who are hooked on this around the world a lot of them are in retreats in India it comes about where you get the situation where people have sexual energy and they don't know what to do with it they want to be on the path, they want power, but they can't give up sex, so they have to bring sex into their meditation. Now you can raise the energies of the mother chakra through the decrees and the meditations the masters give. You can do it efficiently and as quickly as the masters want you to accomplish it. This practice is forcing. It's definitely a forcing of the energy. It's arousing it through sexual stimulus, in order to get that energy moving, and then to raise it up. The chakras are forced open before the debris is cleaned up. That's always true, whether it's kundalini yoga or tantric yoga. Fooling around with the base chakra before you clean up your aura and your other chakras and your electronic belts is very dangerous. There is an absence of the Holy Spirit in the practice and an absence of the seventh ray aspect of the violet flame. You need the violet flame to raise the mother flame properly. That's why the mother and the violet flame and the Holy Spirit are all a part of the Aquarian age. You're tampering with the sacred fire. And of course, it's practiced between people who aren't married and it goes against the entire law of the brotherhood. People have returned to embodiment after past lives of practicing tantric yoga and they have had so much fire in the lower chakras that they have either an insanity, they are actually insane, they have split personalities, or they have an inordinate sexual drive. Because they haven't really raised their energies properly and therefore the energies have been aroused, they have been played with, and they are literally on fire and you will find children in the cradle crazed with sexual urges because of the fact that they have played with this energy in previous lives. 
and you will also find people being born who do not have their minds. They've burned up their chakras, burned up their minds. They're born, one phrase or another, of mental problems, emotional problems. And you find a lot of these people in institutions who have misused this sacred energy. It's a very deadly teaching because it's thousands of years old. Now, this practice is the bypassing of the Holy Spirit and the Christ, taking heaven by force, taking the energies of spirit in the mother and in the father, forcing them, instead of allowing them to be given to you through the Christ consciousness and the Holy Spirit. You're forcing your energy from your base chakra and from your I am presence through the rapid breathing. Misuse it for the manifestation of phenomena to cause people to marvel. The black magicians who imitated Aaron's rod in the court of Pharaoh. The casting down of their rods, the producing of physical phenomena always involves the misuse of the mother flame. Whether it's tantric yoga or otherwise, it is taking that pure energy, creating matter by bypassing the Christ. That's something you were mentioning before, Sid, about not uh, taking heaven by force. Indeed. And, you know, it's... it's uh, of course, we've talked before in the past on other shows about mastery and sexual energies and so forth, but understanding what they are is really key, you know, and there's there's reasons for moral laws um, <laughs> and so forth. And as we mentioned, you know, yeah. Jesus, the marriage is sponsored by God. Jesus' first miracle was at, at the marriage Canaan. feast at Cana, yeah, yeah, and so forth. And then you've got the other side of the coin where, you know, there's a certain part of the, you know, Christian tradition that teaches, you know, sex equals sin, you know, and that you are born in sin. You know, type of thing. So that that's the opposite, that, that it is the perversion and so forth. And, of course, we know that forced celibacy doesn't work. You know, <laughs> people have to gain a mastery in order to be able to do that effectively and so forth and to live that way. And so there's a lot of things going on here. And so that's why understanding energy and the use of energy, the energy in your chakras and all these things are so important because people would do better if they knew better. And the misuse of the sexual energy People think, well, it doesn't matter what I do. Um, and again, it's not a condemnation or no one's condemning them, but you have to have that understanding because there are repercussions. Well, I think it's it's so prudent to understand that we're talking about sacred energy, yeah. not just amorphous energy. Yeah, sex is the exchange of sacred energy. Yeah, don't bring it up. And it's a creativity energy, and there's a balance that, you know, we're in physical bodies. We have to, like everything else, we have to have balance in our forms. There's a way to do that. And to still pursue the spiritual path. But these other things uh, are dangerous to your soul, and they are not lawful. And um, let's let God give us heaven and not try and take it by force. Indeed. Well, we're going to have more on tantric yoga and playing with fire when we return. So please stay with us. starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. 
The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. You know, I, I think that the bottom line of what we're talking about today is that we must be especially careful of misusing the energies that we have within sacred energies. They are powerful energies that must be guarded, properly guided, and not needlessly squandered. Here's more. Now, there is a teacher in this country who has a very great following who teaches this tantric yoga, the one I was speaking about. He broke this prohibition against teaching this yoga technique to outsiders of the order from which he came. He has drawn 200,000 Americans into his organization to practice this practice. He has drawn them into the diet and the dress, the names and the beliefs of the Sikhs, S-I-K-H. And he himself was a Sikh who left the order and broke the code of the Sikhs. Now this individual is someone that I happen to know personally and that I would have liked to have thought was a representative of the Great White Brotherhood because I feel that in many ways he has done good with helping people. Quote, he's helped young people find themselves in many ways and given them a purpose for a living, and a lot of his young people are very sincere, very pure, and pursue their religion with diligence. I was recently informed by the Masters that this individual is in no wise a representative of the Great White Brotherhood, that he has set himself up as a teacher, and he is on his own, and he is teaching in violation of the code and the ethics of the Great White Brotherhood. Beware of the teachers of Tantric and Kundalini Yoga. The whole experience of Tantric Yoga is based on sex. And Kundalini Yoga is the meditation for the raising of the energy. In the first place, the masters don't want you meditating on your base chakra. They use this barometric pressure concept that when you have enough violet flame pressing down in your aura and filling your aura, it's the downward pressure that drives the mercury up of your Kundalini action, of your mother flame. So the more pure your aura, forcing purity into the aura, forces purity up from within. And it's directly proportionate to your mastery of your thoughts and your feelings, your God control, and your transmutation of your karma. I've had this experience in my life. Point by point of God control and balancing of karma has given me point by point control of the energies of the mother and the chakras. And there's a direct correlation, and it is a natural flow. No one can take it from you. No master, not your I Am Presence or your Christ Self, will keep from you the raising of your mother flame when it is time and space to do so. And when it is not, as long as you remain loyal to the Great White Brotherhood, they will not allow that energy to rise because they know that for some karmic reason or for some record in your past, it would be dangerous for you to have the activation of your chakras. 
It comes to each one right according to the timetable of your own guru, your own Christ self, and who knows better the timing of the expansion of your chakras and the raising of your energy. When we do not seek phenomena, self-aggrandizement, and the ego, we are not concerned. We're not concerned if somebody comes along and says, have you raised your kundalini? I have. <laughs> now, we're not intimidated to give an answer. The answer you need to give is, I'm balancing my karma, are you? <laughs> the whole point is, as long as you're not concerned about your attainment and how you look to people, it's of no concern to you. What you know is that you are giving the calls and invocations for the total transformation of your life and that the right consciousness is in control of your life in your I am presence in Christ self and all things that are supposed to happen to you will happen in God's own time and that's the way to live. This is the individual then that uh, left India, began teaching in this country and then became very ill. A group of 10 or 12 disciples stayed with him for several days and nights praying for his healing. When he finally broke out of the illness, he said his life no longer belonged to himself, but to those who had prayed for him and to his students. Since he had broken the Sikh law, his punishment would have been death. What happened is those disciples took on his karma. When you pray for someone's healing without praying for the will of God, God will heal them and you will get the karma. Somebody has to balance the karma of the illness. If you want the individual healed and you're not willing to go through the Christ and say, nevertheless, not my will but thine be done, God will hear your prayer. The person may be healed and you just added another 10% of karma to your electronic belt. God doesn't always want people to be healed. God wants people to learn from their mistakes and a little suffering teacheth much. Jesus didn't heal everyone in the cities he came to and some towns he went to he healed no one. It says in the Bible because of their unbelief. He didn't perform any miracles. He'd go into a whole town, not heal a single person. Imagine what the gift Jesus had. Because their karma did not permit it. And for some reason, he knew in his Christ consciousness that that was not karma that he was destined to bear as part of bearing the world karma. And so he passed them by, let them balance their own karma. These poor disciples didn't know that law. We're all taught to pray for people who are sick. God, please heal them. Fortunately, we do have a lover of the Christ consciousness that sometimes works independently of our prayers. And that's why sometimes you pray for people to get well and they haven't gotten well. And that's not because your prayers haven't been heard. That's because you have a Christ self who is straining out the prayers and determining which ones are in keeping with the will of God and which ones are not. Even if you didn't even say the name of the Christ. Of course, if you call to Jesus, you have the factor of the balance of his Christ consciousness. But sometimes just by the very nature of your being, because you are Christ-oriented, your prayers are guarded and kept in the light because of your measure of attainment in the Christ. Now that you know the law, of course, it takes no extra time to say, nevertheless, not my will be done, or let this call be answered according to the will of God. And that takes care of everything. <laughs> yes, it does. You know, that's an interesting concept that maybe God doesn't want healing to happen at a certain time because it's not on his timetable. Well, it's not only that, but if people are committing grievous karma 
and an illness or something stops them from doing that, yeah. even temporarily, um, you know, I don't think it's God's will to be healed so then go back to making more karma. So it's an understanding. God does want us to be healthy, but he, he wants our souls to be healthy and happy more than our outer form. And whatever it takes for us to learn the lessons, to let go and to trust God and to realize, you know, what this, this concept of self um, without God is not real. It's only in God that we are real. And so then you get to the point where you're ready to surrender. You're ready to call with the fire and fervency of your heart each day for God's will. And you're willing to accept that will because you trust God and getting home to God is your priority. And you know you can't know everything in the physical plane, but God can. And so you trust God. And when things come to you, okay, God, what am I supposed to do with this? You know. <laughs> well, I think to distill it down is when we pray for healing, we pray for the will of God. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I've been, uh, when I was working on this in preparation for this show, uh, I've been praying for uh, kind of the way I phrase it is the perfect healing of so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, I'm not putting according to God's holy will in front of that. And so I started adding it. Sure. It's always a good plan. Yeah. Yeah. You know, another point that Mrs. Prophet made was that we shouldn't be concerned about our attainment, that the activation of our chakras is on God's timetable, t- not ours. Well, exactly, because, you know, if you prematurely activate these things, it just means your karma that you're making is greater because you have a greater energy to misuse. So I always pray, you know, God, don't give me more light and energy than I can I can protect and honor because, I, you know, I'm trying to be in the karma balancing mode, not the karma making mode. <laughs> exactly. And so if you get too much power too soon or if you storm heaven and get that power when it's not lawful – you know, the, the, the karma can be absolutely enormous that you make. And so, again, be patient in God. Walk the path in humility, yeah. not passivity, but humility, and trust that God the Father will only bring you those things you're ready for, that must be dealt with, and that are lawful for you. Indeed. And if you follow that, you will get home. The journey will take you where you want to go. Oh, I totally get that. And I think, you know, we, as we've been not through just this series, but all the shows that we do in general – we're always, always talking about understanding and tuning into the right vibration, getting the right impressions, not bypassing the Holy Spirit, um, allowing the truth to unfold, to trust the Holy Spirit. It's all part of a grand equation that will get us home. This is all part of the path. You know, I think one other thing, too, is that as we've been saying for many years, um, we won't get home by skipping steps or avoiding our karma. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And we won't get home without choosing to go home. Well, you know, do you want to say something? Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm just thinking. <laughs> there's a lot of questions that some of our listeners might have, and and I'll, I'll put this in right here that the way they reach us is through web radio. You can email us at webradio at tsl dot org. Webradio at tsl dot org. Good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you. Great stuff in check. these programs. Yeah, check that <laughs> off. <laughs> well, you know, I think that again, as we've been saying for many years, we won't get home by skipping these steps. So it's important to find true teachers. And true teachings. And we can state unequivocally and categorically that you can trust the ascended masters to always have the right vibration, the right motives, and the right tools for getting you home. Yes. You know, <laughs> that is the bottom line. We want to get home intact. Yeah. <laughs> These exposures are really, really good. I'm, I'm really grateful for this series. Um, well, it's been it's a joy to share it with all of you out there, and I hope that it's meaningful because we all have to have discernment. We've got to armor ourselves properly every day. It's part of the path. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, speaking of the path, though sometimes the path may be difficult, the rewards 
are are out out of this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. See you next week. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.